Okay, here we go. The Panda Mega Show. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. The Panda Show. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and last Go. <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. It's the Planet Mikey Podcast. I'm Peter Puller, and on this episode number 59, the gang is all here. Ben Kitchen is back from his big weekend show featuring Mark Dondero and Ben Kitchen. Cleverly named the Mark with a K and Kitchen Show on WEEI Providence. Not to be confused with the Mark with a C and Andy Hart weekend show on WEEI Boston featuring Andy Hart and that hyperbolic bag of hot gas, Mark the Fraud, whatever his last name is. And producing the podcast, as always... The man who fine-tunes his small motor skills by giving gentle back rubs to butterflies, Boston radio legend Bill Smith, known to his closest friends as Smitty. And now, without further delay, the host of the Planet Mikey podcast, former Kansas City Chiefs place kicker, Jan Stenerud. Thank you very much. Mark James. Did I have to mention him in the intro? I, that guy is so full of shit. Oh, man. Jeez. I'll be just telling you, the guy's full of shit. Now, why is he I full like of him. shit? I've met him. He's a nice guy. I, that, what that's happened? That's either here nor there. Nice what, guy or not. He He's say? full of shit. How, how did he what is he full of shit about? Okay. What happened there, Mikey? Jeez. I heard an intro. That he said, it was his voice. He's yeah. saying, I'm the guy who introduced hip-hop to western Massachusetts in the early 90s. Take a big hot cup of shut the fuck up. That's a lie. You're so full of shit, Mark. How do you know that's a lie? Because I introduced hip hop oh, 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 to Western I Massachusetts see, yeah. in 19, and it was 1979 with the Strawberry Hill Gang. We like and, to hear uh, the Sugar Hill Gang. Sugar, yeah, sure, Sugar, Sugar Hill. Strawberry Hill. Gang. Strawberry, Strawberry <laughs> Love Letter. Strawberry Love Letter. The Brothers Johnson. No, I. It was the Sugar Hill Gang, and it was, and I was the first radio station in Western Massachusetts. WMAS FM Disco 95. It was known in 79. Wow. To play that song, and I gave I gave it to the disc jockey. His name was Wellington Allen. Yeah. I said, "Okay, well, you can play it now." And he played it, and only Sonny Joe White in Boston played it ahead of us. So, Mark James, you're full of shit. Oh, and no. I was there oh. 11 years before you said you introduced hip hop. When I actually introduced hip hop, oh, so take a flying fuck at the moon and charge it to me. <laughs> Damn, am I being too harsh? Yo, a lot of money to the swear jar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got the, I got the money. Whew, I got paid this week. Did I ever? I had some lift rides you wouldn't believe. <laughs> Today I had three, three in a row, three buck chucks. Do you know what those are? Do you know what they are? A three buck chuck is a lift ride that's the the least the, the least the least you can get paid. On one lift ride is three bucks. So you made nine bucks so off the three up, buck chucks. Yeah, you pick up this clown right over here. You take him right over there, and it's like three bucks, and you're like, ah. Oh. I just wasted 11 minutes of my life. So you made $9 today? Three in a row. Three buck chucks. I, that's, that's what I call them, is the three buck chucks. And you, you got you to try to make up for that, you know, by picking up... Uh, Were you able to do that? Prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah. I got paid. I got money. I'll put it in the swear jar if I need to. Speaking of swear jars... Mm-hmm. God damn it, that Joey Reynolds, what a pain in the ass. Oh, you mean the guest that we're supposed to have twice? For three weeks, 18 Uh, emails with his press guy. Joey Reynolds was a radio legend. For those who don't know, young people. Why does this guy have a press guy? I don't know. He's he's a radio legend. He's an old friend of Dick Robinson's from WDRC in Hartford. And he was very, very big in Buffalo. He was in New York, L.A., whatever. He's all over the place. And he's very, he was very great radio entertainer. Maybe my first, when I was 10, you know, my first radio hero. Was he like the Imus before Imus? Yeah, he was kind of, he's more of a night wacky guy, you know, kind of a nut. He pulled a lot of pranks and stuff like that. But anyway, we've been trying to get him to come on the show. Did he talk like this? <laughs> no, no. We've been trying to get him to come on the show. Email, 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 back and forth. And his guy had puts him in on a third-party email with me like 15 times. Joey, just respond uh, reply all so that we know that you're okay to come on the podcast at 7 o'clock on Tuesday, whatever. He didn't ever answer. 
And this guy's going back and forth with him. And this is the guy who had emailed him originally and said, yeah, he wants to come on the now, podcast. How, how old is Joey Reynolds? I don't know. Maybe 80? Do you think he passed away? <laughs> well, his show is called, <laughs> if, if you don't have a Facebook, The Late Joey Reynolds is what he calls himself now. That's what now. he does, yeah. Well. But late, you know, so better late than never. Well, never He's sounds more like four it. Four weeks late. Because, oh. I mean, obviously I don't know him, but, I mean, I have friends who know him, and I wanted to get him on. He's a very interesting guy and all this stuff. I was interested. I wanted to hear him. I want to hear He's got stories. He's got stories. He's got yeah. the theme song. The Four Seasons did his theme song. And, yeah. he, you know, he's, he's a radio He was on an Oprah Winfrey show. Yeah. Uh, radio Legends, you know, with Oprah and a bunch of other guys. And. Yeah, he's a he's a well known, but I can't get him to. So you know where he is now. The guy can't answer an email, but the you know home? he's doing he's doing an appearance at the the CES show in Vegas. The is that where he is now? Electronics oh. can't do an email, but he out there and represent. So God damn it! If you see Joey Reynolds in your travels, please have him call Mike Adams. I mean, I'd love to have the guy on, but I just I wrote back to the guy his his guy. I said, Frank, he's not answering, so I can't I can't do this. Yeah. Maybe next time. You know how hard it is to get Jerry Thornton in here on last-minute notice? <laughs> By the way, Jerry Thornton's episode did very well. Yeah. He's a very great guy. He's a good guy. Really like him uh, a lot. I have so much to cover here. Do you guys have anything to cover? Because uh, you better get it in now. I have a quiz if you get in a jam. You know, if all of a sudden you run into a tough time and the show goes south. <sighs> well, there's, <laughs> there's so much going on. I mean, news items to cover. We're going to give away stuff at the end of this podcast. We're going to do Castiglioki. We've got a, this is going to be a hell of a podcast. Speaking of giving away, last week... There was a phrase that pays. Yeah. And you said the first person that tweets. Give me that goddamn shirt was yes. the phrase. Yes. yes. And did we have a winner? Yes, we did. Yeah. And I just, all I got to do is get back to him and find out what size he wants, and we'll ship him his shirt. We'll Planet Mikey, the podcast shirt. It's like Bob from Revere or uh, Stanley from. I, I, I no. have it, you know, because we use the Twitter account for this. So I, yeah. I don't have it right in front of me uh-huh. right now. But I got the guy's name. He knows he won. He was first, and uh, how long did and it then take? that guy from Germany was second. You know that guy that listens in Germany all the time because yes. he's up all hours of the night. God. You know, sometimes eins, zwei, drei, two in the morning. So we had to, he's <laughs> if we had two shirts, I'm going to have to get six one seven apparel to give me another shirt because uh, send it to we're going to give another one away later today. Yeah, right. <laughs> Want to do it right now? If you like, first person that tweets to at Planet Mikey. Yeah. Give me that goddamn shirt, and we'll give you a goddamn shirt. How's that? That's the phrase. That's great. Phrase. We're nice. Right. We're nice people on this podcast. Mm. Um, okay, so World War Three, right, Ben? Yes. What do you right. think? What do you think? Is it going to happen or what? Because I'm, I'm not. Still, I'm. I'm not ready. Are you? For what? World War Three. World War Three. There's not going to be a World War Three. No, it's this. It's it's this. Is it Iran or Iran? That's fake news. Well, I'm going to ask Joe Biden. He's screwing up today. I like the flock of seagulls. Say? Iran so far away. <laughs> what did Biden say? Biden confused Iraq with Iran and vice versa. Well, that's you, that hmm. leads to war in that area of the country Let several me, times. I'll give you a little example, okay? Because I did a little research on this. I've been thinking to myself since I've been alive. Yes. The Middle East has been a Kind of a major clusterfuck of assholes fighting with each other over different shit that I don't understand. Yeah. That, does that sum it up? Seems that way to me. I, I go back just in my lifetime. Okay. Which 19, starts in? The 50s. And you know what bothers me about that? <laughs> that they just can't settle down. Like, figure things out and settle down. Because it makes the rest of the world anxious. Well, it's thousands of years, first of all. But yeah. let's just take just the last 60 or so. Okay. 1958, the Lebanon crisis. 4,000 mm. dead. 1962 to 1970, they had this eight-year Yemen civil war. Yep. 200,000 dead. Not bad. We're at least getting better. We're the trending Do- in the right direction. The Dofar Rebellion in Oman, 10,000 dead. Black September, 70 to 71. 1970 to 71, 25,000 dead. Jeez. In one month. Yikes. Okay. The Kurdish-Turkish conflict, 1978, until now, because it's still going on. Jeez. So that's 40 about oh, 42 years, 100,000 people have died in the Turkish-Kurdish conflict. Conflict? Uh, it's yeah. a 40-year war. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Iranian Revolution, 60,000 dead. The Iran-Iraq War, which started in 1980 and ended in 1988, 1.2 million dead. Good Lord. The Syrian Civil War, which we all know has been going on since, what, uh, 2011? Yeah. Until now, still going on, 470,000 people dead. Now, what 
possesses an entire region of the world to hate each other and kill each other for years and years and years. Like, that's all they do is fight and kill each other. Right now, if in this room there were 12 experts on the Middle East, you'd get 12 completely different answers, and they'd all be absolutely sure that they were correct. Can't we just quarantine the area and don't let anybody in or anybody out until it's settled? There might not be anybody left. But isn't this like, uh, I don't get it. It's like it doesn't. Things aren't supposed to last this long, and I personally. So they they and get it, this one guy, and now it was oh well you know, well he killed six hundred Americans. He maimed another couple thousand with his IEDs. Right, this this guy's a bad guy. He killed thousands of his own. So people. what? He's yeah. dead. Yeah. So now what are we gonna do? Have a have a big war over it? No, this, uh, it's all politics. It's all propaganda. So uh, obviously, I've never been to war. Obviously, you've never been to war, Mikey. No, you kidding me? I had to lose six hundred. I had to lose a hundred pounds just to get out of that draft. <laughs> <laughs> but Bill and convinced them I was gay. No, I know that. How'd you do? I was going to say, <laughs> how convincing were you? That's right. How'd you do that? I started wearing eye makeup. Oh. <laughs> just in one eye, though, like like the guy in Clockwork Orange, <laughs> like Alex. No, but the thing is that uh, no, I have not been in any. You know, and and Smitty, of course, is a veteran. Yeah. Of of the Vietnam War. Yeah. Yeah. You know, how many guys did you kill? Six hundred thousand. Oh, <laughs> seven hundred thousand. I don't. Yeah, many, many. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, it's, you know, it's <clears throat> war is heck. The stuff you see <laughs> is like you get to a point, you ask any Vietnam veteran, anybody who's seen even a little bit of, of combat, yeah. the reality of it, it's when you first see it, it's like you suspend all the things that you believe in in the world, and it's like it doesn't really exist. Like, where have I been all my life up to this point? And you really question everything yeah. really quickly. Yeah. Because I, I don't know, I, it, but this thing, this whole Iran thing, with the whole thing, now everybody's all paranoid. It's going to be oh, God. The hell, when was it they captured our hostages? Seventy nine. Yep. Forty years ago, they captured our American hostages. Forty four of them, right? Yep. And kept them for how many days? Every night in the news. Four hundred and forty four days. This is for day four four. You know, every night in the news, Walter Cronkite. This is Walter Cronkite, CBS News. Good night. I had to do that. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, so when Ray, so Jimmy Carter's the president, and they got the hostages, and everybody's going, Mr. President, what are you going to do? He says, well, I don't know. I thought I'd have a peanut, maybe a couple of beers. And then Reagan gets elected, and all of a sudden, oh, yeah, we'll let, we're going to let him go. Here they go. And they, the day he was inaugurated, they let him, they let him out. Yep. Was there a little bit of a difference, you think, in the fear factor that Iran had for those two different presidents? You Bill, think? Bill, when you showed up, yeah, in Vietnam. Yeah, how long were you there before you saw, basically, you know, things that horrified you? How long? Days? Months? I would say maybe months. Yeah, months. Looking back now, and the situation was really strange because it was I was on a, I was on a destroyer in the Navy, and where we were providing firepower for the Marines who were well inland. And the the gun that we had would shoot a goddamn bullet like twenty miles. It was a, a five inch thirty eight caliber thing with took eight guys in it, and to operate they the put gun. eight guys in it. Eight guys they in this. shoot wow. people. When you see a destroyer, look at the guns on the in the front of the fore and the after the boat, <clears throat> the ship. Excuse me. And you'll see this great big looks like a house with a with a barrel sticking out of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's where all the guys are inside. They're making that kind oh, of work. Okay. Looks like my house. Yeah. I have, <laughs> I have a. Um, it's like one giant turret. Your house. I, I have a. Th- it's aimed directly at exit eighteen off the Mass Pike. Which <laughs> I know is where the that Cambridge is. exit. Yeah, <laughs> because that exit sucks. Yeah. I even wrote a tweet to Charlie Baker today saying, "Can you do something about exit eighteen, please? It sucks. It's always crowded there. It's t- twenty minutes. You sit in that thing. Now, do you think it's the lights? It's I, it's the combination. I, I think it's the people. I thought, yeah, well, it's five lanes coming into one or the, two or three, and then it's yeah. Then that that crazy light cycle with Storer Drive, and and then over to Memorial. Right. Over to, yeah, yeah. If I could choose to never ever go to Cambridge again for any reason whatsoever, yeah. even if I got a, like a free ride to Harvard. You mean if you could actually make that <laughs> that choice right now? <laughs> I would not go to Cambridge. Oh. Now, if you live there and you don't ever have to leave, good. You can walk around. But if trying to drive through that town and, you know, the people there are, I mean, that's why they call it the People's Republic of Cambridge. (laughs) It's a little bit different there. People are different in Cambridge. Mm. I think that's true. And Elizabeth Warren is perfect proof of that, isn't she? 
Could be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at her house, she doesn't have meetings. She has powwows. Oh. <laughs> um, so, anyway. Sorry. Did you just slip into Howie Carr mode? I, did I? Yes. <laughs> no, I mean, it's Elizabeth Warren. Come on, man. Uh, I got an announcement. Tony, the, uh, today is Tony Canigliero's 75th birthday. He's in heaven. Wow. He died in, 19, I believe, 1990. 75. Yep, born in January 7, 1945. Jeez. He's 10 years younger than Elvis, though. Yeah. So uh, it would have been. And he tragically passed away after a tragic ending to a tremendous career. Yeah. You know. Uh, and his brother, I talked to his brother Richie on the phone today. Richie Canigliero is having the premiere of the Tony Canigliero documentary, mm. uh, an unbelievably well-put-together film about the life of Tony C. It's going to be held at the Lynn Auditorium on January 17th. Now, we're recording on the 7th, so that's today's Tony C.'s birthday. Yeah. And 10 days from now, uh, Friday the 17th, at Lynn Auditorium is the premiere. Rico Petroselli and Louis Tion are going to be there. I'm getting. I'm trying to get Bill Lee to come down and go with me to the premiere. Was there a segment featuring Mike Adams? No. <laughs> yeah, no? No. yeah. I caught one of his homers. <laughs> no. Um, Mike Lynch is hosting this party, and Joe Malone. Oh, we like Joe. Yeah, and it's going to be a big event, and it's for so those of you. Um, I'll be tweeting out information about this, but you can find out about it. Lynn Auditorium, the Tony C. documentary. Mm. And happy birthday posthumously to the great Tony Canigliaro, who would have been 75 today. Hard to believe, because we remember yeah. him only as a young guy. Mm -hmm. uh, no question about that. <coughs> oh, Excuse the 17th. Me. That's Howie Carr's birthday as well. The 7th? The 17th. Oh, the 17th. Yeah. Yeah, Elvis is, July, is January 8th? 18th. No. No, 8th. Uh, can't, we got Google. I don't know. Uh, who cares? <laughs> no, El, because Elvis is, would have been... Uh, uh, 85. So what? You don't like Elvis? Uh, he's fine. I have no problem, no, but not, I don't give a he's shit not about fine him now. <laughs> How old he would be. He's been dead since, what, 77? Oh, well, but I, Abraham Lincoln is okay, though, right? George Washington, that's okay. And right? they're, they're dead, too. John Lennon, no problem with that. Oh, but when it's Elvis. Yeah. January 8, 1935. See? Oh. Tomorrow, <clears throat> as we record this podcast in, on, on, in the, the fabulous Pelham Island Resort. Oh, yeah. Um, so we have a lot of t the Patriots stuff we got to hammer out here. And it's important that we do this in a way that is, uh, I don't know, classier than the radio stations I've been listening to. Yeah. You know, I've been listening to these radio stations. And they, uh, one guy's trying to rip down the legend of Tom Brady by saying, by saying, oh, well, without Belichick, you know, if Belichick didn't pick him in the whatever round it was, you know. and then Sixth round. People are trying to rip the shit out of Belichick by saying, well, he's nothing without Brady. Well, when, he was a, when he didn't have Brady, he was a losing coach. You know, it's a... Why do people have to do that oh. and throw these two against each other, pit them against each other figuratively to determine... Who's responsible for the success here? Yeah. Can't they both be? And then who will be responsible if they fail? <sighs> I think they both, one hand washed the other. They had the greatest coach and the greatest quarterback together, and we saw what happened. Like the Beatles of the Patriots. Exact record-breaking so performances. Who's the, who's the one? Who's the Yoko? Who's breaking him up? Gronk. Who's the Yoko? Gronk. Gronk? Hey, I, with, with all due respect no, to Gronk. Hold on. I want to hear that fleshed we're, out. We're trying to get his brother on the podcast. Oh, he'd be Chris? Cool. Yeah. yeah, Chris. He's a but good guy. The thing is that I blame Gronk, and not, I don't blame him for making his own decision about his own life and retiring, yeah. but I blame his retirement for all the bad that happened to the Patriots this year. So, like, why, Hold on. Why? Well, first of all, one thing we saw was that Brady was in a hurry to th get rid of the ball a lot because his protection was was suffering. Yeah, yeah. Gronk was a huge part of that. He protected one whole side around the end when he wasn't catching a pass down the seam or or you know making an impact on the field catching the ball. He was blocking yep. for the running game or for Brady to protect Brady and he was goddamn good at it. He was okay. Everywhere all Is the time. Is that wrong? No, but keep going. Okay. So they lost that big piece that changed everything. When, honestly, the real problem was when Gronk decided to announce it. Because it really did screw over the Patriots and their flexibility. Left them hanging. People yeah. were already signed, Jerry. Uh, Cook yeah. already gets signed with the Saints. Yep. Yeah. The, the problem with Gronk was more him 
choosing to do it when he chose to do it, I which agree. really did affect the Patriots. I agree. I don't think play. it was malicious, and I don't think that you can turn around have a and problem say with him. He could have gotten hurt, and they wouldn't have blamed Gronk at all if he got yeah, hurt. That's right. But he retired, and and it's not. Again, it's not. I don't blame him as a person for doing that. Just I blame timing the event of him retiring. For, I mean, think about it. If he was on this team, what would have happened? They would have had a bye. Mm-hmm. They would have been playing at home after the bye. You know, all this stuff would have been falling into place nicely, and no one would have been afraid of them beating anybody. But as it is, as, as soon as the Dolphins beat them, the Patriots, oh, oh, we got afraid, and then they had to play a wild card game, and they weren't the same. They really weren't the same. Yeah, no kidding. Because I watch the games, like you know, I'm not the biggest sports fan in the world, but I do watch the football game. He's true. He's like five, five eight. seven, five eight. But what I what I missed though was just the excitement of watching Gronk. You know, he was out there, and and when when the ball came to him, or when any kind of a play he had to make, yeah, it was always something that was exciting that you'd want to watch. When it changed everything for the running backs, when you have t- t- tight end and can actually make a play, yeah. that changes the running game drastically. It, it opens up somebody. It opens up that side. Where you know they got they usually double covered Gronk. Mm-hmm. You know that's what they did, especially in third down situations. They doubled him. He's a giant guy, which means the running back can get the. Anyway, we, <laughs> it's it's a sad way it ended. I can think. I, can I ask you a question? Sure. So you've been a fan of the team since 1960. Fair? No. 1970. 70. 76. 76. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you've been a fan since 1976. Yeah. Is there any part of you that's saying? I kind of want it to be over. I just kind of want to be on to a new era. This has been great. It's been a tremendous amount of success. But I'm just kind of, I kind of want to move on now. Well, we know that's inevitable. Yeah. Okay. The problem is the inevitability of that has been postponed already for five years. We all sure. thought Brady would be done when he was 37. He's yeah. 42 and he's not done. He's maybe going to sign a big contract. I know, but I'm asking you now. It's been uh, 20 uh, years. I, 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 wanted to, I, wanted, I wanted to end on a better note. And I want Belichick and Brady... To walk off into the sunset, holding hands, <laughs> maybe <laughs> I know skipping like a movie, a movie ending. You yes, know? maybe skipping. You know, it's been like a movie up to this point. It's just not. I don't want it to end this way. Yeah. And, and now everybody's talking like, "Oh well, you know, he's going to be wearing a different uniform next year and all this crap." And I, don't I, I just don't happen. like that. I don't think it's going to happen. No. You want it to be more like the ending of the movie Shane, uh, just riding off into the that. sunset. <laughs> but he might be dead. Shane, Shane. Did he get? Shot in the ass by a bandito at the end of that. Who Shane? <laughs> Shane, that song. Remember that song? What you do to me? It's a Shane. Oh. Uh, oh. Evelyn Champagne King, oh. I think, had that record. Uh, yeah. You can look it up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, but so the Patriots, though. But did they cost you money? Yes, this year they did. Oh. And, and you know why? I was going so well. You know, we were doing that thing online. Uh, what's it called? Bet online. BetOnline.ag. How, how did you do this weekend? I, I did, the Patriots and the Saints mm-hmm. completely like everybody me. else. Yep, it's completely screwed me, and that's oh. why that's why they call it gambling. But I was doing really well up to that point, and then the, that's part of the reason I feel such sad sorrow and pain deep yeah. in my heart <laughs> right now. What? Oh yeah, pointing at that. But speaking of bet online, here's how you do it: you get on. <laughs> you, okay, first you buy a computer. Yeah. Then you put in. You don't need it. You can have a smartphone. Okay, okay, so he's, okay, so you take one of them. And then you go to betonline.ag. Jesus, Bill. That's I know, right. I've only been doing this every week. I know. You get hooked up to an agriculture school in Britain. That's. <laughs> no, betonline.ag is where you go to get the, the, the fabulous, what we call the CLNS promo. Uh, code, money type thing, bonus. What's yeah. it called? CLNS 50. <laughs> CLNS 50. You intro put that, promo card. You put it in there, C- and code. you get a, whatever you're but, And by the way, the playoffs, without the Patriots, 50% bonus keep for signing up. That's CLNS 50, yes. 5 0. I'll just let Ben take over from here. Why are you, you do a heck why, of a job on that Martha one of us, show. Why are either one of us doing these commercials? We have the best commercial guy I know. in the business. Smitty's like the voice right of every single important account in Boston on every single important radio station uh, in Boston. And us morons are trying to cobble our way through What's it. What's the code, Smitty? I believe that's CLNS50. <laughs> <laughs> BetOnline.ag. Do it and do it today that's or right. something. You know, whatever. Um, are you going to do all the crazy Super Bowl bets? Like, Do you I, get... In, I, heavy into that? Yeah. I, props? Yeah. Yeah. You know, betonline.ag yeah. has all those props. The, you know what? The, the odds of a, of a cheerleader's brazier snapping on the center hook and opening up on national TV with oh. breasts exposed? Are you or are you not the at the game? Are? are you at that game or no? Because the odds vary if you're at that game. 
How so? How so? No, I, you know what I used to be really good at? Yeah. The one-hand bra snap in the back. Oh, that? Yeah. That, cool. Not undoing them, mostly just putting them back. <laughs> <laughs> That's talent. I was really good That's at that. That's talent, yeah. And I had to be. I, I, my mother's coming. All right, so now, did you hear the <laughs> Did you hear the Callahan podcast? I heard a little bit of it today, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I heard a little bit of it, I think, yesterday was when it started. Yeah. I listened I, and I got can I, let's do a commentary. Let's do some commentary on it. Because I, I like know. Callahan. Mikey you know, we, we've got along. <laughs> what was Reamer doing on the first show, first of all? Does anybody have any idea about that? Don't know. <laughs> Why was Reamer on the first show? Was he maybe the, the only available guest? Yeah, but I mean, why was he on? <laughs> Could have called Jerry Thornton. He would have come at the last minute. I, I do, I, when Reamer was on the morning show yeah. with Callahan and whomever was on with him at, at the time, I, I didn't like that. Hmm. So why am I going to listen to? And I, I got to be honest with you, because Reamer was on, I had a hard time getting through the whole thing. <laughs> I are did. you going to listen to it? But you listened. I, I listened to most, almost all. I guess about three quarters of it. But you know, Reamer's a—he's like a douchey little pissant. <laughs> you say pissant? <laughs> I think he's familiar with that term. How dare you? He is, though. How dare you? He's like this Ouch. little. He, <laughs> <laughs> look at me! <laughs> I'm on the radio. <laughs> I'm a pissant. <laughs> Maybe we can get Jerry on the podcast here to explain himself. Take a flying fuck at a rolling donut and get off the podcast. <laughs> Oh, no, it's like I don't, and I've never met the guy. Maybe he's a nice guy. You, have you met him? Yeah, I like. Is, him. is he a nice dude. guy? Yes, he is. Yep. Are you lying? No. Okay, I'm just. No, gonna, no I, I like Reamer. He's I've a met him a couple Okay, times. so he's a good guy he, off the air. He's a yeah, good guy. Do you absolutely. like him on the air? I think he's okay. Ah, see, he's oh, come see. down a peg or two already. Yeah, we go down a peg or two. <laughs> already, take the microphone away, and he's and oh. certain elements of the content that is. Put on display when he's on the show is yeah. not my cup of tea. So, you know, I'm no judge of Reamer's talent because right. I'm in a production room and I'm working on. I never get to listen. I see him in there and I'll meet him in the hallway, and we've had some discussions here and there. But yeah. he's always been pleasant, but, nice uh, guy. That's great. I mean, and I that's don't all... think I don't think he likes you at all. I think he's uh, he's got a picture of you <laughs> that he carries around. <laughs> I got a picture of you. Whoa, whoa. Uh, he scares me a little bit. Why is that? Because because he. Cause he Spits. No, I don't know. I, you know what it is? I, I can't listen. What? To, I can't listen to the guy. It's oh. just annoying. Don't you think? So basically, you don't like his style. I don't even know anything about him off the air. Whatever. You know, that's fine. On the air, when he's on, I go, "Oh, I wish I just want to turn the dial." It, it, to me, I guess it's an automatic thing. All right, let me ask you this. Um, but if, I, if, I always listen to Callahan, so it wasn't him. It was Reamer that made right. me want to turn off the podcast. If you were the executive producer of the Callahan podcast, <laughs> yes, who would you have chosen as his first guest? Well, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> I think clearly, yes, he wishes Callahan wishes that it was Kirk. You think? Because, yeah, I think in Jerry's mind, he and Kirk had magic. Yeah, they did. You think so? Yeah. You Could didn't. It worked. All right, that's it. Mikey's disagreeing no. with us. You've got to leave. Go away. No. Well, the, <laughs> I th I liked Callahan bef better before Kirk. Huh. Fair enough. You know, but I thought that their show together at times was certainly really good. Yeah. It, there was some moments of yeah. magic. I think he was a little too, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, a little too subservient to Kirk in that situation. Well, he, he served he him. He shouldn't have been. He shouldn't have been. Uh, he gave Kirk the opportunity to to launch a career with a big audience mm -hmm. and on that radio station, and then Kirk ended up owning it and ruining it. Huh. You know, and then and that that doesn't turn out well. I mean, I Cal, I listened to Callahan the whole time he was on the air from '99 right straight through. Yeah, I was a listener of that show with Dino. Every single day. And then when Kirk came along, part of it is that I, you know, I think Kirk's an asshole and I hate him, so I didn't like to listen to him. <laughs> but that's part of it. There it is. Yeah. Well, that's part of it for yeah. sure. But yeah. even even the entertainment portion of it, and, you know, yeah. there was there were entertaining moments. I'm not going to say that there weren't. But I think that in the, in the long-term view of that program, that Kirk ruined it and then disappeared. All right. In an effort to help Jerry. Who would you put on now? Who, who would you have chosen as his first guest? Ricky Gervais. 
Rick- <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why? Why Ricky Gervais? Because he's funny. No, I mean, not. he's funny. And, he's, and Callahan would love his, you know. Yeah. Uh, pro, you know, Callahan. The one thing about Callahan, he's always been true to himself. Yes. You know, he never changed his own personality nope. because there was some weirdo in the room or some freak or some narcissistic asshole like Kirk. There, he didn't. Ch- Callahan didn't change. You who can meet he was. Jerry in a. You can meet him in a restaurant or on the street. You know, I saw him riding his bike. He's always exactly same. Just same. go up to him. Right. You know. Introduce yourself, shake his hand. He'll sit down with you 15, 20 minutes at a time, have a nice long conversation. He's a good guy. Good guy like that. How could you not? Don't be afraid of him. Just go right up to him and introduce yourself. So you don't like uh, Jerry Callahan? I love. I didn't say that. Uh, that's what, that's, that's the, what I heard. That's the feeling I'm getting right now. Aren't you, What ben? the hell are you talking oh, about? Man, listen to him. Now he's I just, just told you I'm a listener. I'm a fan. Uh, I mean, a listener I've, known him since, thing, I've known him since the mid-90s. No, I don't know. You hear this, Jerry? I know you're listening <laughs> to this podcast right now. He's the only guy in that morning show who defended me uh, when I was getting my ass ripped apart by... Uh, what's his name? <laughs> by that guy. They, oh, the guy whose name you can't you spell can't Minahan spell. without I, me, mine, mean, and inane. <laughs> <laughs> so now, uh, I had a uh, what else? really bad Twitter experience the other day. Really? What? Yeah, this is really, really bizarre. There was a, in fact, I have, I printed it out. <laughs> I, mean, I want to show you guys. We want okay. de- details, ready? details. All right, so who's this, this guy? Shams Sharania. Sharania, he's a, I guess, yeah. an NBA writer. Yes. Know. He writes, Superman is back. He's all excited because uh, Dwight Howard is, gonna, is going to participate in the NBA slam dunk contest, oh, which I haven't watched shit. in 20 years. Right. Exactly the same way. I, didn't, I never watched it. So he's like, Superman is back. And he's all excited. So I just answered the tweet. I put, I said, put me down as not giving a shit. <laughs> so that was my answer. And I, I mean, I wasn't being mean about it. I'm just, I really don't give a shit about Dwight Howard or anything he does or the NBA or the slam dunk contest. I don't care. So this guy out of Spokane, Washington, named Shrimp, there he is. I'm sure to show you guys a picture of him. His friends call him Shrimp. He writes back, fuck Boston. Mm. Oh, yeah. So it's now strong. I'm a little bit Uh-oh. pissed because strong. I am very defensive about uh, the great city of Boston. Did you? So he says, fuck Boston. I write back, your mama is much easier. Oh. Well, taking it up another level. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, he's, this is he, how drew, we escalate he drew first blood, didn't he? There we go. This is exactly how the so situation he, with Iran started. That's right. He Mikey, must have Mikey's going to be like Donald Trump yep. right now. So okay. I say, your mom is much easier. And Shrimp, whose real name is on Twitter, is at Elroy Budfis. <laughs> I mean, like, so I, he writes back, not with that Ugg mug, dude. He must have seen my picture. Oh, yeah. Your mama is easier, but not with that Ugg mug, dude. Oh. Mm, so that was a weak comeback. So, yeah, go on. Yeah, go might, on. I wrote back to him, said the shrimp Dick Elroy, your mom must be very proud. He writes back, come on, bro. (laughs) Okay, it's getting progressively weaker. This is like the eighth decade you've been alive and you're still stuck on elementary school with those comebacks. I thought Bostoners Bostoners were supposed to be hard. And I wrote back, it's Bostonians, (laughs) bro. L and then I sent a picture of Elroy. Oh, Elroy! Ah. Look at that. This is like George Jetson's Elroy son. Jetson, yeah. So he's a douche. <laughs> Clearly, everyone from Spokane, Washington, is a douche <laughs> because Elroy's a douche. Now well, there goes the Spokane audience. Well, mm-hmm. you know, so what? Have I Spokane too soon on this? <laughs> anyway, I just want to mention that guy. So anybody that, that wants to that listens to the podcast and wants to give this guy a hard time, his Twitter handle is at. Elroy, E L R O Y, Budvis. Why, B- why are you doing this? B U D V I S. You can just give him some shit. It'll be funny. And if I see the tweets on, on there that are funny, I'll just laugh and we'll all laugh and everything. <laughs> and it'll be laughing. More stuff. and more like Trump. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, by the way, if you want to tweet us on the show, <laughs> it's at Planet Mikey. It's not at Elroy or some shit. Yeah. It's at Planet Mikey. Oh, makes and that's sense. that's how you uh, reach the podcast if you want to reach us. Like if let me maybe you are Elroy and you want to give me some more shit. Could be. You can send me an email at <laughs> Planet Mikey Podcast at Gmail. And mm. thank you for sending that. And thank you for all you of a, your participation do you have a quiz for, the for us, Mr. I, Smith. I do, you know. 
This is you're gonna what, laugh. Ben, are you in a hurry or something? You trying to get out of here? You're gonna try to move things along a little bit here? Trying to move some things along. Well, I do have a quiz. However, I just realized when I printed it out, <laughs> Jesus, it printed like the small print on an insurance policy, and it's so tiny I can't read it. Even with what my, is it? Even with my reading glasses. So Ben. I'm going to give you the quiz. I, I have to read it? Hold on. Yes. And Is it a quiz for me? And the answers are written right below. So Can uh, I blow my okay. nose? So I guess God, since I know the old answers. bastard. That's you right. really can't read that? Okay, no. yeah. That's good. So, All right. So <laughs> this is a quiz for Mikey because I already know the answers. For Mikey alone because you wrote the answers. That's right. Because right. he claims to be the smartest man. Right. What do I get if I win this thing? Uh, yeah. My grandma's coffee cake. Okay. Yeah. And a Laurel and Hardy handshake. I'll call 1-800-8-GRANDMA. 8-GRANDMA. All right. Order one. So what do you know or remember from the seventies, everything, lots of drugs, nope. lots of alcohol. I, I remember every single thing that happened from nineteen seventy to nineteen seventy nine. Popular culture, news events, everything, all? everything, everything. Wow. How many kilos of coke did you blow in the seventies? All of them. Mm. <laughs> very good, very good. <clears throat> no, I didn't even start. I, I never even did any coke at all uh, until I slipped into a misbehavior pattern in nineteen eighties. Uh, How oh. long did that last? Uh, Fifteen, twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> Question number one, Mikey. Yes. In 1976, an American panel warned the world that blank that is used in aerosol cans causes damage to the ozone layer. That's right. <laughs> they did. What? What's it called? <laughs> what is the? Uh, yeah, I guess that's what, a weird way. To what the is the chemical that? Like, well, it, it was a. Uh, it was the character. The, the thing that makes it spray. The uh, it's called uh, aerosol. Uh, mm. Be more specific. What is it? Yes. What is it? You'll have to leave. Might be, I mean, yeah, might be a three-letter CPOs. Chloral chloral carbons. CPO Sharky. Why do you think he would remember that? Don Rickles, CPO Sharky. It's chemical. Okay, okay. question Go number ahead. two. Let's Next move question. past that really I, quickly. I knew that. In what year did France perform its last execution by guillotine? Oh, it was, you're saying it was the 70s? Yep. Clearly. This is a quiz about the 70s. 71. 1970. Seven. Oh. Oh. Wait a Hold on. The guy didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> he had on a leather neck guard. Oh, Do you that. remember that? Yeah. In what year did the USSR invade Afghanistan? Oh, that was 76. 1979. <laughs> what European country granted... Why are you asking me just the years? I, you I'm, this, is a, this is a country. Listen. What European country granted women the right to vote in 1971? Luxembourg. Mm. Close-ish. Women the right to vote what year? 1971. Oh, jeez, that was... Uh... Think a landlocked European country. Yeah, it was Austria. It's close. Unfortunately, close is not the answer. That's right. The answer is Switzerland. Okay, now I'm going to sing from the sound of music... The hills are alive with the sound of music. Oh. Hey, by the way, Julie Andrews? Yeah. I banged her. <laughs> In what year did India successfully test its first nuclear weapon to become the world's 70, sixth nuclear 70, power? 72. 1974. I forgot. Did I tell you that I was stoned for the entire mm. decade? I tried to give you that earlier, and then you said, no, no, no. No, 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 no. I, I remember. Yeah, I know it all. I remember. What was the name of the Mars planetary probe launched by Uranus. NASA in 1975? It was called uh, Voyager 1. Think <laughs> long, <laughs> braided hair, helmets with horns on them. Viking 6. Mm, minus 5. Viking 1. Hey! Oh, the Vikings just ruined my weekend by beating the Saints. In what year did you know how Vikings used to say hello? How they go turkey, turkey, bar, turkey, turkey, turkey. That's really long for just a hello. Yeah, they were very nice. In what year did Microsoft become a registered trademark? 78, 1975. Liar. What was the name of the USA's first space station that was launched in 1973? Ed. Ed. Edward, to be per, per, more formal, but they hmm. called him Ed. Answer would be Skylab. Mm. Ed Skylab. Sky. In 1970, what supersonic aircraft made its first flight at 700 miles oh, per hour? That's the one that uh, crossed the uh, the ocean fast. Yeah, what's with its film? name? The uh, Concorde. Oh! oh. One 
for nine. I flew it. <laughs> I was the I was the first pilot on that. The flight. Sears Tower in what U.S. city became the world's tallest building? Chicago. Seventy four. Hey, in nineteen seventy eight, starting to wake up. Cardinal Carol. I don't know how to pronounce O'Connell. his last name. O'Connor. Watch Tyler. Mm. Banks. Became Tyler the Pope. Banks. What name did he choose? Ed. Uh, it's close. Pope Ed. John Paul II. <laughs> After being, you know, remind me to tell you my joke about a pope. You, I hope your recall memory is good. After being taken hostage at the American embassy in Tehran, Iran, in 1979, how long were the hostages held during the Iranian hostage crisis? 444 days. Yay! <laughs> Angola gained independence from what country in 1975? Ed. No, it was uh, Britain. Great Britain. France. Portugal. Portugal. God, they're such a small country, too. God, Mikey, smartest man alive. Is this thing almost over? I I have a joke, for God's sake. I've already failed yeah, this. By yeah, the way, that was yeah, that was not no, a strong show. I know, no. I know about all those events. You just asked me what year did it happen over and over again. What year? I don't know. Please don't blame me. I don't. Did know. I bring this quiz? I don't know what year. <laughs> I just know it happened. Next question: Who brought this quiz? So this guy, Ed Schwartz, wasn't me. Direct your anger <laughs> guy, at Bill. This guy, Ed Schwartz, he's in a bar and he's talking to some guy next to him. He says, "You know, it's funny." He says, "I know everybody." And the other guy says, what do you mean, know everybody? He goes, I know everybody. And he says, okay. You know uh, Clint Eastwood? Ed says, yeah. As a matter of fact, I do. He goes, well, prove it. I'll give you $5,000 if you, if you know Clint Eastwood. He says, come with me. They go out and they get in the car. They get to go to the airport. They fly in a plane. They go to Hollywood. They go to Clint Eastwood's house. Clint opens the door. He goes, well, Ed, how are you? <laughs> Ed Schwartz, I haven't seen you in a long time. The guy almost shits himself. He says, now I own five grand. He says, all right, you got to give me a chance for my money back. He says, I'll bet you 10 grand you don't know uh, Ronald Reagan. He goes, I do know Ronald Reagan. He says, 10 grand. <laughs> they go to the White House. You know, this is back when he's president. They go to the White House. And like, hey, he's here to see Ronald Reagan. Yeah, who's here? Ed Schwartz. Oh, Ed Schwartz, come on in. <laughs> well, it's good to see you. Well, how's the wife? Well, yes. And he does know Ed Schwartz. He gets $10,000. He says, oh, my God, the guy's, the guy's desperate. He says, all right. I'll give you $20,000 if you know the Pope. Okay, come on. They get on a plane. They fly to Rome, the Vatican. You know, jokes you can make. He gets there. He goes, now you wait here. Ed says, I'm going to go up to the balcony and bring the Pope out, and we'll wave to you. So he goes in, and the guy's waiting there, you know, and he looks up, and there's, all of a sudden there's Ed on the balcony waving with the Pope, waving to him, and he, he, like, he falls down. He's like, he passes out. And so Ed goes down. He goes running down. He goes, oh, man. He goes, they, they revive him. He says, oh, are you, are you okay? He says, you passed out because you were shocked that I knew uh, <clears throat> that I knew the Pope. And the guy says, no. He goes, but when the guy next to me says, hey, who's that fucking guy with Ed Schwartz? Oh. <laughs> sorry. <clears throat> that took a while, didn't it? No, that was good, yeah. though. I'm sorry. Is that why you kept saying Ed through the whole thing? You were just <laughs> waiting for that joke? <laughs> uh, like, no. I just Ed is my favorite name for people I don't care about. That was an episodic Ed. joke. Yeah. Um, Ed Sprague. I found the information on the Tony C. Uh, film. Yeah. Okay. Hosted by Mike Lynch and Joe Malone at Lynn Auditorium, Friday, January 17th, 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a VIP meet and greet. Rico Petroselli is going to be there. Louis Tian, as I said, and all those other guys, and uh, <laughs> a lot of other guys. Yeah. Billy Canigliero, Tony's brother, Richie. And uh, it's going to be a fun party. And a great thing. And if you want information on the event, call this number, 978-337-1414. That's 978-337-1414. I was looking for that piece that was, of paper. That was good, though. So the first one you did from memory? Yeah. That was very good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't ask me about the 70s, though. Okay? Well, <laughs> really bad time for me. Yeah, clearly. Um, would you like some Florida news? Yeah, Florida what news. Time, are we, how much time we got? Does it matter? Well, let me check. Okay, go ahead. Light, light that up. Okay, here we go. These are all Florida stories. All right. This little piggy went into the stranger's mouth. Oh. Uh-huh. A Bradenton, Florida man, slumbering soundly, awoke inside his home at 3 a.m. on Christmas Eve to discover his toes were being tongued by a pervy stranger. But not a pig. <laughs> you imagine waking up and someone's sucking on your toes. Uh-huh. They're shrimping you. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's what it's called. It's gross. 
When the freaked out victim identified only as a 20-year-old man incredul- <laughs> incredulously asked the intruder, what are you doing? The man allegedly replied he was there to suck toes. That's gross, huh? It's a man with a mission. Now the cops are saying, look out for the freaky foot fetished, fetishist. Yeah. <laughs> Once fully awake, the victim began wailing on the stranger's face for about 30 <laughs> seconds in an attempt to chase him out of the house. Uh, and he ran away. Anyway... Okay. So Os- how, how is Rex Ryan doing these days? Osteen, Florida. He's driving a tow truck. <laughs> Osteen, Florida. You ready? Yeah. A Florida woman tossed a bucket of human feces at her landlord and somehow ended up with the dried excrement smeared all over her own face. How did that hmm. happen? Let's get the details. Please jo- tell more. Joanne Mercator, age 59, initially told deputies that her landlord first assaulted her with excrement, according to an arrest report. She took the poop and she rubbed it on my face, Mercator told the deputy. A deputy body camera showed her face covered with dried human waste. Oh, oh. No. that's bad. Uh, Mercator's landlord, a woman who was not identified, had wet feces on her face. Oh. She's dripping with it, the deputy said. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Mercator eventually told deputies that she had intended to toss a bucket of water on the landlord, whose name was redacted, <laughs> but got confused and threw <laughs> the bucket of feces on her. Just happened to have a bucket of feces. By mistake. I didn't know. I thought it was the water. Mercator told deputies she knew the landlord would be angry, so she ran into the bathroom where the landlord spread excrement on her face. (laughs) (laughs) The landlord told deputies she she was met with the bucket of feces in her face when she opened the door. Saturday, after nobody answered, she said she had prearranged the visit and to look at several broken items. The deputy is heard on the video saying, There's poop everywhere. It's a really crappy situation, the deputy said on his radio. The supervisor paused and said, yeah, do the right thing. Oh, just the facts, ma'am. <laughs> Joe Friday. Mercator's charged with battery on a person over age 65. One more Florida? Yep. Look, I'm going to Florida in a little while, and it's going to be great. There'll be no fecal tossing. What part of Florida would you be attending? N- Nipples. Uh, Naples. Naples. Naples, nice. Florida. West Coast. A Florida man. <laughs> A Florida man, they're always Florida, Yeah, is facing several charges after police say he assaulted an officer and bit the ear of a canine dog. What? While naked and high on methamphetamines. methamphetamines. Okay, now I get it. Donald Watts, 38, arrested Saturday for multiple charges, including batteries, and counts of resisting arrest. An officer was going to observe a dog. <laughs> High Springs, Florida, just over 70 miles west of Jacksonville Saturday morning. They had reports that a man later identified as Watts. Watts. Was using methamphetamines. Oh, wow. So they go over there. While on the scene, dispatch got a second call from someone in the same area reporting a strange man in his yard with a flashlight. They found out it was the same man. They heard strange noises while searching the yard, eventually located Watts naked and covered in dirt, lying in what appeared to be shallow, a shallow body of water, oh, like a puddle. It could be. It's like a, a puddle. Or human feces. <laughs> Watts' behavior was described as manic. He was back and forth laughing while making bird noises. <laughs> okay. Caw-caw! Law enforcement officials Wells was, ran under the... He ran under the porch of a mobile home, and when deputies tried to detain him, Watts punched one. According to the report, several attempts to use a taser were unsuccessful, so they waited for the canine unit. The two responding deputies, along with five backup deputies and a canine, found Watts in the woods. He was on his hands and knees and began to growl like a dog. Oh, there you go. Casper was given, given the command to apprehend Watts, but the deranged man leaped, grabbed <laughs> Casper by the head. This is the dog. Oh. And bit Casper's ear as he drove oh. Casper to the ground. Poor Casper. $37,000 bond. But the lady in New York who killed the guy got 12000 Remember? Did you read that story? No. Oh, no. I, I can't even get, get into that. Did, these bail, these bail amounts. Yeah. Right? Is the dog okay? It took me $500 to get out of it. That's all I care about. Is that dog okay? I don't know. You know what? what? Your job next week is to do an update on this story. On Casper the dog? Casper the dog right. that was bitten by the methamphetamine freak who bird whistles like a bird. In Florida. I'll do the best I can. Yep. Can you get take care of that for us? Um, so I think, did we cover everything on here? Hold on. I'm just checking my list. Yeah, we did except one thing. What is that? The Red Sox have been accused of stealing signs. Now, here's explain that to me, would you? Okay. It, according to reports, 
that just surfaced today and yesterday. Yeah. The Red Sox have were using the TV monitor systems in the clubhouse, the replay room, and at one point even smartwatches to relay signs and to intercept signs from the opposition, and to try to look for a pattern of what they were using, what they're signaling, so they can basically steal signs. Oh. Been going on forever. The, Bobby Thompson's home run in 1951, the shot heard around the world. They said that there was a guy in center field clicking on one of the lights on and off because he could see the sign with binoculars and know it was a fastball and then turn on a red light and then the, the, the hitter could see it so he knew a fastball was coming. I mean, it's been going on forever. Wow. Cheating is part of baseball. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. It, it's always been part of baseball. Uh, stealing signs has always been part of it, except they did it with their eyes. Now they're using technology, and that makes it a little different. Yeah. But does that taint the Red Sox 2018 World Series victory based on the fact that now if they find out for sure the Red Sox were stealing signs and cheating. Um, Does that ruin that that World Series ring? Do they take it away like the Black Sox they did with the? I mean, what what happens next? No, they're not going to take that away. They're going to try and distance that as much as possible from yeah. it. But it's just unfortunate in a sport that needs any good PR it can get. It's just another yeah. kick in the dick for yeah. Major League Baseball. Yep, that. Everything since basically, basically since McGuire and Sosa hit those home runs, broke the record in '98. Cheating. Everything has been bad news for baseball. Right. Well, they let that go by. They let all those records fall, yep. knowing that these guys were on steroids. That's cheating. Mm. You know, Manny Ramirez. He was a complete fraud. We know that. Uh, Juan Gonzalez. You know, uh, Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds. Hello. Hello, Barry Bonds. What? Of course you were cheating. The veins in your skull were sticking out, ready to pop when you were playing under those circumstances. you think any of these guys regret that? Nobody walks 200 times a year unless the pitchers know they're juiced. It's just not going to happen. It's never going to happen. But anyway, so you don't think it ruins the, the, the stealing of science? It's not going to be a big story. Is that what you're saying? I think this it's going to be a medium story, but it's just another black mark for baseball when it needs anything to kind of put a spin in the right direction for it. And it's not going to happen with another story of cheating. I can't wait to hear what Joe Castiglione has to say about this because, you know, Joe uh, is an opinionated guy, even though he's paid by the Red Sox. Yeah. So, I mean, I, what would he say about stealing signs? Better yet, let's ask him. All right, hey, Joe, it's time for the song, Joe. The sign said, long-haired, freaky people need not apply. So I tucked my hair up under my hat, and I went in to ask him why. He said, you look like a fine, upstanding young Italian man. I think you'll do. So I took off my pants, and I said, imagine that. Me, working for you. Oh, signs, signs, everywhere signs. Blocking out the scenery, breaking my mind. Do this, don't do that. Can't you steal the sign? And the sign said, anybody caught trespassing will be shot on sight. A security guard. So I jumped down the fence and I yelled at the stands. I said, hey, what gives you the right to, to put up a fence? to keep me out or to keep Mother Nature in. You know, if God was here, he'd tell you to your face, man, you're some kind of...